0: The Waddle & Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle & Sylvie same-game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash
1: football terms.
2: This is Waddle & Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station.
3: Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat.
1: It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN
4: 1000. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie. I'm Mellorin in for Sylvie today. Barstool Big Cat, as always, is brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call at 312-321-1111. And, of course, Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. And a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. Saving dogs. Yes. That's what Big Cat does. He yes. saves dogs. Yes. uh Just, you know, he will save the dogs. Not the ones in the farmer's dog food commercial. No. That is still, still alive. Even that, though they kind of played they us made like you that. Might, like the dog was yes, going away. They tugged on the heart heartstrings. But. No, alas, that dog is still kicking and doing well, according to the end of the commercial. There, let's bring him into the conversation. Barstool Big Cat joining us on the Carax Tire and Auto Hotline. Barstool, should we say condolences first because the Eagles didn't yeah. win?
3: Yeah, I really wish they had. I really wish they hadn't done that. I know. I, really, I woke up today and I was like, you know, I wish they had kind of, <laughs> wish they had won that game. That would have been a lot nicer. But uh, I've moved on. I'm now into conspiracy theories about the grass. Ooh. At the Super Bowl, um, I don't know if I have enough time, but yes, I can, let's I can, hear I can, it. Can, okay, all right, I want to hear. So uh, it. this guy, this guy George Toma, uh, nicknamed the sodfather, which I, I said on part of my take, we just we just taped. Uh, I thought the so- so- Sodfather was on the south side. Yes, That's the White Sox groundskeeper. So Roger Bosser. Res- yeah, I don't respect this guy's name, but uh, George Toma. This was his last Super Bowl. He's been to every Super Bowl. He's worked the grass on every Super Bowl, 56 of them. This was his last one, 57. A little quiz for you guys. Uh, What team do you think George Toma uh, worked the sod on for his career?
0: The 49ers. Mm, That would be wrong. It was the The Kansas Kansas City City Chiefs. Chiefs. He has
3: two, now three, Super Bowl rings with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, you probably are saying to yourself, Big Cat, this is crazy. They played on the same field. What are you talking about? Uh, this guy, I, I, can't, I think his name was Ollie Reynolds, broke down the tape. The Philadelphia Eagles had someone slip 38% of the time that Patrick Williams dropped back for a pass. The Kansas City Chiefs, 18% of the time. The Eagles changed their cleats multiple times. The Kansas City Chiefs did not change their cleats ever. The sod father rigged this entire Super Bowl Mm. so he could go out with a win, his last one ever. It's a conspiracy that I'm all in. He actually admitted in Super Bowl 53, I want to say, the Chiefs against the 49ers, he told Roger Goodell, I'm rooting for the uh, Chiefs. Me and Clark Hunt are very good friends. So, what? I mean, did he just stop rooting for the Chiefs this time around? I don't think so. The Saad did them in. That game is illegal. It should be under protest. Well, I, I, will well, say, I should win my bet. I, I will say this
0: as well. There is a great video that I saw that it accentuates your case. Yes. It's when Patrick Mahomes actually slips and gathers himself and then makes a, you know, throws a, a dart to somebody in that process both Hassan Reddick and the other Philadelphia Eagles and edge rusher. Pass rusher. Mm-hmm. both slip trying to get to it. Yes.
3: Oh, that's funny you bring that up because yes. that actually happened five times <laughs> when there was double slippage from the Philadelphia Eagles. It happened zero times for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I am also going to admit that I think the Chiefs were the better team, and uh, this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I am coping by doing this because James Bradbury took away the hold call. Yeah. So I'm going to cope by saying it's conspiracy theory. And we all saw Roger Goodell hug Chris Jones after the game. Just a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke.
4: Yeah. And, Big Cat, you didn't even bring up when Clark Hunt on the podium said, this one's for George, just like uh, oh, Pat Boland did sure when he, he said did. this one's for John. That was weird and out of nowhere, too. So don't I think you think wish you could, something. Don't man. you
0: think you wish you could grow your hair? Don't you wish you could grow your hair like Clark Hunt? Like, he looks yeah, like the sure guy. Could. Who was the guy? And I'm, 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 I'm getting it right now. That was was it Willie Ames it wasn't Willie Ames one of the characters in 8 is enough had the poofy hair Ugh. he looks just like Clark Hunt which You've i always great, when i say when i say i love it when i say clark hunt's name i do it very carefully yes yes
3: you have to say it carefully but yeah that was um listen i it, it was one of those games it was a classic game it was awesome to watch i do I wish that penalty hadn't been called. I actually, I'd like your guys' take on this. I think that's a coaching error by the Eagles. Because James yeah. Bradbury admitted that he held Juju Smith-Schuster. The, the the only thing the Eagles couldn't have happened in that moment was a first down. Yeah. If they get beat for a touchdown, you still got a chance. Yep. If you stop them, it's a field goal, you still got a chance. The first down was the only way they they lose that game right then. And... If you're a coach of the Eagles, you have to tell them, don't hold, don't interfere. A touchdown is not the worst outcome here. The only outcome we cannot survive is exactly what happened, a penalty that gives you a first down.
4: Yeah. No, it's a great point. It, there was nothing. That was the worst-case scenario for them, and then you saw it on the next play when Jarek McKinnon was coached well and he goes down at the one-yard yeah. line and ices the game. It's a, it's a valid point.
3: Yeah, Undeniably. and Andy Reid put on a master class in he did. second half. I mean, he, that was... It was – I knew, too, like at halftime I felt a little comfortable, but I said if the Chiefs score a touchdown on this first drive, it's back to, oh, no, this is going to be a problem. And that's exactly what happened. They were able to move the ball whenever they wanted. I thought the Eagles got a little too conservative – and it was a great Super Bowl that we didn't get a, a fantastic ending just because of that penalty.
0: The video of your producer, the compilation of his emotions, oh. the roller coaster, is one of the funniest things I've seen in a very long time. I
4: feel bad for him. I'm not we, going to lie. We should, though, and, and Bar uh, Barstool Big Cat shared with us last week, if you missed it, of course he paid for his producer, who, was a huge, who is a huge, huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. He paid for his ticket. But only under the condition if the Eagles won, and of course, Big Cat won his bet, the tickets were on Big Cat. However, if the Chiefs ended up winning that game, then his producer owed him, what was it, six grand for the tickets? Six
3: grand. Six grand. Um, The other guy who went with him, my co worker, he already paid me, so my producer has not paid me yet. It's a deal that every fan would have taken because you're basically, what I was saying to them was, you can go to the Super Bowl, and if your team wins, you went to the Super Bowl for free. And it gets worse because my producer, uh, uh, and I love him, but he went out on Saturday night until like three in the morning, got blackout drunk, was drinking champagne, lost his cell phone, and then woke up and had to go to the Super Bowl. And he was a mess, an absolute mess. And he was, they were like, he, he was wearing these sweatpants. He had jeans underneath because, he, I told them part of the deal was if the Eagles win, I have a few connections with the Eagles. I'll do everything in my power to get them into the post-game party. Wow. And so he was wearing jeans under his sweatpants. Their seats were right in the sun. He had a headache. He was hungover. He rallied. But, man, was that – yeah, that video, I watched it like 20 times last there- night. It was just – so depressing.
0: Well, there's a funny line when they take the lead at you know oh. whatever, or is are tired at 3535. I wasn't expecting what he said. Yeah. But when he said it, I actually he... fell out of my chair. Laughing. He made a bold proclamation
4: of yeah, things but... he would do to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And yeah, it caught us yeah. all off guard. It was definitely the star of the video. Fabulous.
3: Yes, yes. And then I afterwards, so part of the deal as well was so they go to the party if the Eagles win. If the Chiefs win, they have to march right back to the podcast studio mm. so I can berate him. He almost mm. cried. But uh, he said this is the lowest I've ever felt. And I asked him, I was like, do you have all four grandparents alive? And he paused. He's like, no, I don't. And so that puts into perspective how he felt during this game.
0: Uh, you have to say, regar- I mean, the al- the outcome was the outcome. And obviously you had a vested interest in it. But from start to finish, it felt like one of the better Super Bowl Sundays in a long time, if not, you know, the last several decades, didn't it?
3: It. It really did. And Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. He was great. Like, he was so, so good. Obviously, the one fumble was, you know, but even that play, like, the Eagles marched back down the field and scored and were able to, you know, like, it, it just, he played so well. And the Eagles' defense just completely no showed. And Patrick Mahomes is the best in the world. Yeah. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the world for a reason. And now he's got, you know, we're talking dynasty talk and legacy talk. Like, And he deserves all of it because he is
0: that good. They're such a likable team, too. Like, Andy Reid does an interview with Peter King after the game. I think it was right after the game, right? And they were, you know, I think Peter King asked him what the name of the – Have you heard this, Big Cat? What they call the play? It's fabulous.
4: For those who haven't, this is Andy Reid with Peter King after the Super Bowl.
1: I'm going to give you a name for it.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's
1: called Corndog. It's (laughs) called what? Corndog. Corndog. It's not called corndog. Oh,
3: yeah. Is it
5: called corndog? There's nothing better than a good corndog with some mustard and, and uh, ketchup.
0: But he doesn't step into the huddle and say corn dog. Oh, no, he
5: says corndog.
4: <laughs> he does? <laughs> Only Andy Reid. You've got to love Peter King's oh. disbelief, too. Like, no, he doesn't say corndog. I know.
3: And, and corndog messed him up. They ran it twice for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, it was... It was that was the, the Andy Reid, like I said, was putting on a masterclass. And I, I agree, like Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's hard to win and still like remain as likable as he is. And I had Sunday night, I had done the podcast, I'd gotten over the loss, and he hit me up and he just said, Sorry, bud, with crying face emoji, crying face emoji. And it's just like, I can't even be mad. Yeah. The guy is just, he's that good. He's that good.
4: Yeah, it's definitely a different approach the way Patrick Mahomes is very humble after winning his second Super Bowl. As opposed he to Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. who's sitting at yeah. Valentine's, uh, picking the scab of James Bradbury, and then A.J. Brown coming to Bradbury's rescue. What did you think about what played out on Valentine's Day today on social media, Big Cat?
3: I, I like it. A.J. Brown's got his teammates back, and Juju Smith-Schuster, like, that was bold of him. Because yes, it was. Because A.J. Brown was kind of correct that Juju Smith-Schuster was a little bit he was his career was on the ropes there and he got linked up with the best quarterback in the league. So let's let's cool it with that. Like it was, you know, that's Patrick Mahomes. I know everyone wins is you know, all fifty three guys win the Super Bowl, but it's a little it's a little crazy to <laughs> be talking really. that junk. Not yeah. really, yeah. big cat. Let's be not honest. Really. Yeah.
4: We could fill in, in the- you know, fill in we'll take ten guys from the Chiefs roster. If Mahomes is one of those ten, we'll fill in the forty three around him. Chances are pretty good they'll all have that Super Bowl ring yeah. when all of a sudden done. Yeah,
3: yeah. and the Chiefs offensive line was great. I regret uh, meeting those guys on Wednesday night in Arizona and, and barking at them yeah. and uh, telling them that the, that the Eagles pass rush is coming. That was a regret of mine. But I did start the tampering process. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, Orlando Brown tweeted at me because I had barked at him mm-hmm. uh, with a picture of the trophy and just like sunglasses emoji, and I just said, congrats, can't wait to see you in Chicago next yes. year. I would, I would hope that's one of the guys that Ryan Poles has circled to be protecting Justin Fields next year.
0: Well, that's where I was going next. Now, are you in some sort of like mourning phase because the season has come to an end, or are you rejuvenated because I think in 14 days the combine begins and because this Bears offseason should be the most exciting offseason of our you know recent life?
3: Yeah, that is exciting. I always get in a little morning after football. I, you know, I do an assessment of my life. Um, I think I'm going to start. I'm going to start Olympic weightlifting again. Um, that's going to end up in a really bad injury. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, I might start microdosing mushrooms. Um, really? So yeah, there's, there's some things I've been thinking about that I'm going to start doing. I, I maybe read, but probably not. Um, what about, what reading
4: is so overrated. What about a darkness so retreat? Can we interest you in a darkness no. retreat?
3: No darkness retreat. I do like that we're in the, the portion of Aaron Rodgers' offseason where he gets mad at the media for talking about him, even though he just makes this all, like, he creates this by being as vague as possible for months after the season ends. But then he's like, why are you guys, like, speculating where I'm going to go? Because you, dude, you're the one who does this. Yes. So he's, uh, yeah, his darkness retreat. I don't know when it starts. But it starts Friday. We'll starts Friday. This Friday, yeah. Oh, it starts Friday. Starts this Friday.
0: Do you think you could spend four days in total darkness? No, I couldn't either. No
3: chance. Zero chance. I can't spend four minutes in total darkness. Yeah. Well,
0: Well, you're gonna have to have access to the ability to put a few dollars down on a college basketball game in between. You know, exactly.
3: We turn. Yeah, we turn the page. It's college basketball season. March Madness is like four weeks away. We're, we're, you know, we'll, we'll pick, we'll pick up the pieces of football season. I am. Every time football season ends, I do get a little stab, but I'm also like, "Hey, I get my life back a little bit because it does consume like every waking minute, basically, of of better half of four and a half months."
0: Overall, the experience in Arizona, good one. It was good. It was good. I mean,
3: Arizona's uh, definitely on my list of places that should have the Super Bowl in a rotation, like
4: other than the field, other than the (laughs) field, yeah, other than
3: the field. George Toma, I'm gonna George Toma. He's he's. I'm going to investigate him further. It's not over with me and George Toma. He's going to jail or he or he's dying. He's 94. So, he's old. He's old. But I'm I'm going to try to get him in jail. So, it's you know, he's he's I'm on him now. I'm I'm not going to rest. But yeah, the uh Arizona the Super Bowl in Scottsdale with the waste management, it was such a fun week and uh I yeah, Super Bowl week always takes a lot out of me, but it is like one of those Things where I have to remember that my job is to you know go play mini golf and yeah and get to get to talk on about football for a week. So it's a, it's pretty good.
4: Grade the uh, halftime show for us. What did you think of Rihanna?
3: I loved it. I guess people didn't like it, but I love Rihanna, and she all she does is have hit. Um, I don't know why people were complaining. They wanted a guest or something, or they wanted a No cameo. Yeah. She was pregnant. The guest was her baby. Yeah. So that's what are good we call. doing? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. She, uh, Rihanna, had, like she just she could just play her hits and, and sit in a chair, and I'd be like, that was a great performance. Do you mind
0: I, that it's lip synced? I mean, like I I, I get it. it. It's hard to probably do that performance live. So we've all, but like there were times when she basically and and I thought it was you know the part I saw because it was outside playing basketball with still these kids. Because he wasn't. He was sitting inside, you know, mm-hmm. and I was parenting his children. Um, but there were some people that said that, like, the lip the syncing was so over the top that it
4: did bother mainly, some. Yeah, mainly Sylvie. Yeah, it was mainly bothered. Sick, yeah. He was bothered by the lip syncing. So
3: Sylvie, let me get it right. Sylvie was complaining that the pregnant woman yes. who had to, like, walk around and get suspended, like, 200 feet in the air yes. lip sync a little for her performance? Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it
0: didn't bother me. No, Okay. <laughs> I was surprised, I too. Again, I didn't see all of it, but that she, that she was way up in the air. Way up. And this
3: is one of those things that I'm just scarred for life because any time a performer gets that high up in the air, I just start thinking about Owen Hart, and, <laughs> and it just it gives me like heart palpitations.
4: Like, we can't have this happen again. Yeah. that's uh, what, what happened? happened? I, I, he that's... fell to his death uh, oh, he did. at a WWE uh, a WrestleMania.
3: moment of any... Yeah, any 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 child of the nineties is a seminal moment that shaped them forever. When they when Vince McMahon kept the show going, like DeMar Hamlin happened and people were mad that they did the five minute warm up, even though they canceled the game. Right. A man died in the ring and and Vincent McMahon finished it.
4: Yeah, show goes on. Yeah. In WWE. They they, ne- they never stop. Um, no. interesting. Uh I, I always find it amusing, Big Cat, when somebody says though I heard this I've heard this a lot. Wow. Rihanna's got a lot of hits that does always uh, reveal, but, reveal itself to the folks who are not really in tune with. Well, well who, she hasn't performed in what, like six years, five or six yeah, years? Yeah, it was her first time in six years. But the question is, like, well, did you think they were just going to throw out a one hit wonder in the middle of halftime? And then. Right. Right.
3: Know? I think it always surprises people that when they hear it, because she's been doing it for so long. They're like, oh my god, all these songs are Rihanna's. Like, these, she really does have this like deep of a uh, of a catalog. Mm-hmm. I did think for a second, and I know this is crazy. I did think Kanye was going to come out
0: because she did two
3: songs <laughs> yes. oh that Kanye was featured on, and I was like, uh oh, is this the comeback? Like, is he about to be suspended from the roof? Like, that would have been, <laughs> that would have definitely had people talking. Yeah, yeah that would. Yeah, I
0: think. Do you have an appreciation for Chris Stapleton and the uh, his rendition of the national anthem?
3: I, it was a good national anthem. The guy who was doing the sign language was, stole the show, though. Yeah. He was locked in. He was, he was taking it very seriously. That guy, I could watch him. I don't, I don't know sign language, so I don't know what he was doing, but I would watch him do any song because that's, it's like when you see someone who's that good at their craft, you just know it. Even though, again, I don't know sign language, I, I would just do a whole concert just watching him.
0: It is it is something that we we obviously we we don't know what's happening, but with the gesticulation in a frantic motion, is that symbolic of a raise in volume or you know what I'm saying? Like, I always see I see this and I don't know how to interpret it, big cat
3: he's good. He was, he was phenomenal. So yeah, he stole, he stole the national
0: anthem for me.
4: That's fabulous. Do you have uh, any uh, initial thoughts about Derek Carr being released by the Raiders? You assume he's just going to end up with the saints or do you think uh, there's another destination in his future possibly?
3: Uh, Maybe the Jets. I'm proud of him though. That was good move by him to, to deny any trade because like, I feel like guys sometimes feel like they, uh, are going to be pressured into something. A no trade clause and no trade clause. Use it when you can. So that was smart of him. Why would he why would he get traded somewhere and have his new team lose assets for him when he can just walk in, you know, and get cut and be a free agent. So good for him.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting quarterback carousel that spins here in the next I don't know what the Ravens are going to do. With Lamar Jackson, you don't know where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to sign. And, of course, you've got, you know, what's going on in Indianapolis where the, you know, the owner will tell you they'll give up heaven and earth for, you know, a young quarterback. So to see what the Bears are going to be able to extract from someone with the number one overall pick is going to be quite interesting as well.
3: Yeah, I think that hire that they made today, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles to the uh, Colts, is very good for the Bears because... He definitely wants a young quarterback. Come get it. Trade everything. Give us Quentin Nelson too. We'll take it.
4: Big Cat, what do you think about the idea of the Bulls trying to secure the services of Russell Westbrook if he's bought out?
3: <sighs> they're such a mess.
4: They are it's horrible. So, so
3: it's it's just <laughs> it's they're right back to where they were. It's just it's sad, it's depressing. They scored ninety one points last night. Yeah. Like they I saw a stat that they're They're like so bad from three and that the whole league is moving that direction. It's just, it's very depressing. Everything, all the good feelings we had this time last year are completely gone. It feels like they're right back to square one where they have to figure out a way to get back in the lottery and start taking some swings there.
0: That's what we have now. We have bad Bulls basketball and we'll be talking about enlarged bases in Major League Baseball for the next couple of weeks.
3: I know, I know. This is well well we'll just do off season bears. Yeah. Keep talking off season bears. We can I do I like that. that. We yes, can do so that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got
4: plenty of free agency to look ahead to and of course the draft where they have the number one pick, so it should be Get some rest, you know.
0: You know, you're not a spring. You're not a
4: spring chicken anymore. It's, you're gonna you're gonna hook up with Sylvie? No, I'm going
3: to the Bahamas, uh, a few days. It's gonna be nice, gonna going uh, sit on the beach. Also, the place I'm going has a casino and sports book, so of that's course. a problem. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my choice. My and wife booked it, and then she showed it to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's a
0: problem." Bahama <laughs> or the Atlantis, you can find you know you can find action in both spots.
3: Yeah, so we'll 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 do a little R and R for the rest of this week, and then we'll be back right at it. And and tune in tomorrow's part of my take. QB one, Justin Fields, nice. awesome interview. So oh. it was very fun give us a little, meeting him.
4: Big cat, give yeah. us a little morsel. Give us a little tease. Little something um, he revealed.
3: I, okay. I think that uh one of the clips is going to be uh for anyone who's not a believer in the Arlington Heights move, we'll make him one. He was saying how fast he feels mm. on turf, on on uh, non natural grass and how the wind maybe maybe slows him down a little bit. So mm. Nice. We need to get that going because we need him as fast as possible. Also, not a foot fetish guy. He cleared that up. <laughs> we might have boxed him in on that one and accused him of being one, but he's not.
4: <laughs> Do you think he felt peer pressure to say he wasn't when he actually might be, but you were forcing That's- him into that uh- that position, yeah.
3: That, that might be. That might be true. I actually didn't think about that. Uh, that might be on us. All
4: right, as we
0: so let
3: you... foot, he might be a foot fetish guy. I guess that's what we're going to go with.
4: Doesn't <laughs> make him a bad guy. All right, Big Kid. As no. we let you go, you mentioned your wife. Uh, how do you handle Valentine's Day at this oh, stage of your question. marriage? Uh,
3: it's it's about the kids. It's about the kids. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, the Get kids love the kids. Yeah. They're my Valentine. Yeah, move. no, we did chocolate. I did flowers. I do the whole thing. I got yeah. the whole routine. I got a down pat, but they—they really—they really screwed us this year because
0: yes, the Super
3: Bowl I, being this close to Valentine's Day, it's snuck up on everyone.
0: I agree. I had well, the same exact thought. We always sweetest day in the future that you can redeem yourself with.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think twenty twenty seven Super Bowl Sunday is Valentine's Day. That will be an Armageddon. Now, uh, I don't it, know what what they're doing with that big,
4: it won't it won't happen it won't get in the way they'll be on to 18 game schedules yeah, it'll down. be right up against president's day holiday in the future don't worry by 2027 I mean. it'll be cleared no worries okay perfect awesome. all perfect. right big cat as always, a good trip buddy we appreciate it all right thanks guys appreciate it talk to you later of course Barstool Big Cat is brought to you by R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call at 312-321-1111. And Stella Blue Coffee, get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. And a portion of the proceeds goes to PAWS Chicago. He, of course, was joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, One
0: of the hardest working guys that we know deserves the break that he is about to take. Sylvie. Not Sylvie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Big, Cat. Big Cat, yes, not Sylvie. No, he has not earned his. Well, vacation. he's yeah, he works very hard as well. But Big Cat just coming off a a week of of fun, but
4: yes. those guys, those guys work their their tails off. I'm Meller in for Sylvie. This is Waddle and Sylvie.
2: Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
4: We mentioned a lot of the quarterback names that will be on the carousel. When you mentioned with Big Cat, we did not, though, name him... In particular, specifically Aaron Rodgers. Now, we brought him up earlier, but we didn't say his name when we talked about that quarterback carousel. But he is certainly one who could be on it. it sounds Do you believe like... he's
0: going to uh, be playing for someone different next year?
4: I, I think so. I think ultimately, I think the way the Packers have set it up after drafting Jordan Love now, investing that first pick. And it sounds like they like him. You know, and now they're in this weird position where he's entering his fourth year. So they'd like to make a decision on whether or not they want to start moving forward with him. I heard Mike Tannenbaum say
0: today he thinks there's fatigue. Just the situation has caused fatigue up in Green Bay. I would just say be careful. I know he wasn't very good this year or he wasn't up to his own standards. But be careful thinking that Aaron
4: Rodgers can't still play the game. No, no. I think he still can. But I think... Two, the other thing is they've accelerated the process, having traded Devontae Adams last year now. yeah, They tried to give it a run last year. It didn't work out exactly the way they were hoping. And now I think you look at it and you say, you know what? If we part ways, if you're the Packers, if you part ways with Aaron Rodgers at this point, you can still get significant value, at least I think a first-round pick and probably a little bit more for him from another team, probably the Jets, maybe the Raiders, right? And so I think you can still get value for Aaron Rodgers and conversely, if you run it back with him, you're then pushing off Jordan Love another year before he gets playing time at minimum, right? Yeah. And do you think the way the Packers are currently constructed, are they like a true Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if
0: they... I think they're a clo- they're much closer to with being him? a... Yes. I agree, but... And again, remember, I think we've spoken about this a bunch. the The NFC seems to be, and things change pretty rapidly... From year to year. But it seems to be that the NFC is up for grabs. It's So, like, if you were residing in the AFC, if you're the Packers, and you had any number of different teams, whether it was the Bills, the Bengals, obviously the Chiefs, even the Chargers, the Ravens, the Ravens made it back into the postseason again this year as well, you you know, maybe you say to yourself, uh, we're not that legitimate of a contender. But in the NFC... You don't know what, what's going to happen with the quarterback position with the 49ers. The Eagles would be solid again, obviously. What will the Giants be? Not sure. Inside your own division, they're still, I mean, the Vikings did what the Vikings did. <laughs> the but I are mean all nobody nobody, yeah. nobody is you know, with all due sure. respect to our buddy Scott, Viking Scott, and nobody is is thinking that the Vikings are world beaters. If you're the if you're the Packers I would think you're still thinking you have a chance. Open. Yeah, yes. the w-
4: I, I, I get it. But I also think the fatigue of what you go through with him year after no year I know. and not just the offseason conversations with Pat McAfee, which we're going to play you a portion of um, discussing the dark room. A little bit more details uh, that he revealed today on the Pat McAfee show. But not just the fatigue about everything he says, but also just the drama that surrounds him inside the locker room, right? Like year after year. This is going on, I don't know, year three now, four, where Aaron Rodgers never seems to be happy, right, with the Packers and their roster construction. It
0: feels like some of that has abated. It feels like that's not the case as much anymore. But look, I mean, we've all known that – you know i don't know if the word tolerated is the right word but you tolerate it because he's so damn mm-hmm. good when the you know it's it it's the old you, you know, know what, is though? the
4: juice worth the squeeze litmus test some of that yes you do right but you also hit a point and they did this with Brett Favre right after yeah. a certain point in time they had drafted their young quarterback and Aaron Rodgers who they were who they believed was ready to step in and get his chance to run the team. And Brett Favre, year after year, off season after off season, continued to go back and forth about whether or not he wanted to play, really holding the team hostage, right? I, I think the worst, yes. And I think one of the worst things that happened to them this year
0: is that run that they made at the end of the season that kept them believing they had a chance. Uh-huh. All the way up until the the, the last game. game of the yeah. season where the, the Lions came to town and beat them. Because I'm a true believer that if, in fact, they had been eliminated with four or five games to go, that you would have seen... Jordan Love. yep, And you would have gotten a better feel for what he's all about. That mystery is still a
4: big part of the equation up there. Yeah, no, it definitely would have provided them with at least a little bit more clarity had they had the opportunity to see Jordan Love play some actual meaningful football. But that was not the case, to your point, because the, Rod- the Packers and Rodgers were able to hang around in the NFC wildcard race. This was Aaron Rodgers earlier today on the Pat McAfee show where they discussed, all right, we've, we've had a lot of fun about the dark room. He's finally going in on Friday. They dug deep, though. They got into some real specifics with Aaron Rodgers earlier today.
3: I have a few housekeeping uh, questions before we might ask about the future of what you do in football.
5: You got to go? Yeah, what do you have? Go ahead. Yeah.
3: No, I'm just saying, okay, I, and I'm serious here. When you, you're going to think I'm joking. What if you have to take a leak? And how do you not all over the room? You got to reach down and find the toilet seat and rub it with your hands? Like, honestly, that stuff, all those little things like that. Is that stuff you're supposed to work through? Have you talked to people in the past about this?
5: Before, like before you uh, turn the lights off, you get a good mental image of of the room and <clears throat> make sure you know where the is and where the bathtub is and uh, where the food uh, food comes in. And do they limit that. your water use at all? Uh, not to my knowledge, no.
1: Yeah, you have a good recall. I think that's a good deal, Great right? recall. That's good Great for you recall. going in.
5: Play. What else they do? they're just brimming with questions about this.
1: No, more might pop up, but I'll let the boys go if they have stuff. But sure,
3: AQ
5: has something else.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bath in there too, right? Not a shower.
5: I believe so. Yes.
1: Okay, is the water just always in it, or how do you know?
5: I think you just run the bath, like a normal bath, and then and then drain it at the end.
1: What about poop? Are you taking a bath after every poop?
5: It's <laughs> possible, yeah.
1: Yeah, because that's a big part. Of, oh. Being able to see is a big part. The of only weird knowing. thing though,
5: that, is it not weird though to take and then and then take a bath. You got to bird. you're kind of like you're you're sitting in. No, in you got to bird bath.
1: It, dude. You got to do the. You got to go. Like the bidet. Yeah, a bit of day? yeah. I think you gotta do one of those. Got a bird bath in there because it's gonna be tough. You're just gonna wipe until that thing's raw, I guess. Because yeah. so you're bleeding. Not you're gonna Not gonna be able-, be able to see it. You're not
5: gonna be able to see it. You know, you see the little red in the in the toilet paper, then you know you're done. You're
1: by that. smell. One meal a day, though, maybe not that. Last dumps. Yeah, the this first is, first hmm. dump's the yeah. toughest one, I think. The first dump's gonna be the toughest one, both because you're getting used to it, and it's the real dump from pre. Darkness food, as opposed to the darkness food. The toilet paper's got to suck too. Yeah, but no, it's going to get no. It's probably really. Yeah, you, I, that's probably triple ply. I assume I, they, they probably got some real some leaves. They got some real tender.
5: It's probably single. To be honest. Boom. Really. It's probably single.
0: Single ply. That's not good. That's not good. Listen, I know some people are probably saying, "Oh my gosh, these convers these conversations. This is kind of what he's going to be faced with." Like yeah. He's got to be faced
4: with, with these types of questions. It sounds like I think he was up for the most part, up snuff on what went down. He gave us for the most part, I think, a plenty of answers there that seemed like they put to rest any, what, any questions of how it would go about. Why do you I think, do think he
0: felt it was necessary to let everybody know a week or so ago or whenever it was that this is something he was going to do? Because he, he knew likes it would attention. be talked about, yeah.
4: right? Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going into a four-day darkness retreat. It's the reason
0: that- why you you have to believe that the concept or the thought of retirement isn't anywhere close to the front of his brain. Because once you're retired, you're
4: not going to be center stage. You're not going to be the guy people are talking about. And I think it's stuff like this, though, that kind of irritates the Packers. Like, you're right. Like, you know, there's an element of when they're good enough, you'll put up with almost anything. Yes. But it also sucks all the oxygen out of the room when Aaron Rodgers is in it, right? Like, the Packers, when you say Packers, when I say Packers, Aaron Rodgers, like, his face pops up in your head. Of course. It, that's He is the Packers and has been for the last 15 years. And so I think there comes a point where it's like, okay, enough's enough. You're at this stage of your career where you're accomplished enough where we can't ask you to do anything. But the reality is, too, he mentioned it, like how – it was slower to make adjustments with his young wide receiving core, right? That might have been accelerated had he been more willing to put in some more off-season work, things he used to do as a younger quarterback before he was so accomplished. Now he's at a stage in his life, and more power to him. I'm not being critical of that, but I'm looking at it through the lens of the Packers organization and saying, you know what, we've done this time after time and after this past season, Waddle when they went 8 and 9 and they missed the playoffs maybe it, maybe it was the final nail in the coffin and where it's easier to say okay it's time to move on yeah i mean
0: look i i think that there's better than a 50-50 chance that he actually does move on mm-hmm. i haven't felt that way in the past and i want him to leave like we've had this conversation a ton i don't want him to be i you know i'm not one that that i don't gain joy as a chicago sports fan only by watching teams in our conferences and our divisions failing. I've made that abundantly clear. Like, I don't want to see his demise as a a Green Bay Packer. I want him out. Because I do believe there's a chance he can still play. And I don't want to take that chance anymore. I want to see him move on and go somewhere else. Go to the Jets. Go pilot the Jets for a while. Or the Raiders. or the Whoever. Because I'm telling you, I, I, I think that you know, I, I I think there's a really good chance that he's significantly better this upcoming season than he was this past season. I think he had obviously had the broken thumb for a while. I think that he was more hurt than he let on for a good portion of the season. I do think you're right. He probably didn't spend a ton of time in the offseason working with the young guys because he didn't have to in the past because Devontae Adams was there. And this year they relied more on younger players. Mm-hmm. And I I just want want him to move on. I don't want him in the division anymore. Because if he's in the division next year, he's still the best quarterback in the division when the season starts.
4: Yes. And I don't want that. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair point. I would like to say, listen. I'm all for it, too. Let's start the saga up in New York. Let's get the uh, yes. Let's get the Jets and Greeny all lathered up about the possibility of Aaron Rodgers leading them down the road. Let's well, uh, you want to, you want to take a break and then come back and take Rob's call because I I'm do. interested in hearing what he has to say. Yeah, it says on the screen. Rob is a psychologist. He wants to weigh in on what this darkness retreat actually means. We'll check in with him next on ESPN 1000.
2: Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
4: Waddle and Sylvie Mellor, and for Sylvie today on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN Chicago app, we were just discussing Aaron Rodgers and the facilities inside the dark room. What is the plan? He shared a lot of details on the Pat McAfee podcast earlier today. Rob is in Elgin. He wanted to uh, chime in on the conversation. Hey, Rob, you're on Waddle and Sylvie. What's going on, good. man?
5: Hey, good afternoon. So I teach psychology at Jetson University. There's a famous experiment where people. Uh, were kept very comfortable the comfortable clothes and so on but they had translucent glasses goggles like bathroom windows so you can't see any shapes or forms you don't hear anything it's just, a, you just have to be awake and do nothing no sensory stimulation of any kind and they bailed before the experiment was over In a matter of hours they were hallucinating they would see uh, like one guy saw thought he saw a line of squirrels with sacks over their shoulders they what? freaked out and they quit the experiment that was just hours not not days now i didn't hear the detailed interview if he's really going to be
0: 24 24 7 in the dark or oh yes yeah. so i think that the first, when, when yeah. you check in you get a lay of the land so to speak right for yeah. several hours and then
4: after that now everything's turned out and the and obviously uh you at any point if you'd like to leave it's they give you that option you can just walk out the door but uh the the idea is that you spend four days in darkness and isolation
5: yeah just I think it's gonna have sensory uh it's gonna mess with his mind it's gonna it's not gonna bring clarity it's gonna bring confusion we're, we're built for sensory stuff
0: well I was gonna say Rob this is nothing new I mean people have been doing this What's what is the benefit that that people who go through this process are looking for? What are they looking for?
5: I, I, I don't know. I mean, the North Koreans during the Korean War, they used sensory deprivation to break down the defenses of American soldiers to, to make them more vulnerable to brainwashing. Okay. You know, one of the worst things you can do to imprison is put someone in solitary confinement. That's what the lights on. Yeah, right. So I'm but, just real skeptical.
0: But knowing that you can leave when you want, which you can—the front door or the door to the to the mm-hmm. room—is is open, and you can leave when you want. Maybe that makes the experience different. It, it probably it probably would. Do you think that you could stay in a room in, of darkness for four straight days, Rob? No, no way. And you're saying no that actually, you think it would be detrimental to your health, not beneficial to your your outlook. Well,
5: Right. I mean, I don't think it would be long-term damage or anything like that, but as far as how, how the mind works, hmm. uh, we're, we're built for sensory information. Like like a beaver has to gnaw a certain amount every day. We need to see things and hear things and touch things and feel things. It's just the way the brain was built.
4: All good, right. It's a good point. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but good for talk radio, though, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Aaron Rob. Aaron Rodgers is always the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah,
0: I listen, I didn't know that, you know, I mean, like the sensory
4: perception thing was beaver related, but... Beaver needs to gnaw every day, man. Yeah. And if, you, if not, you might see squirrels with a sack of nuts walking by. That's <laughs> Over their shoulder. Over their shoulder. Over their shoulder. Yeah, Rob had some interesting
0: thoughts. Look, I, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. It's This isn't mandatory. I'm not no, going yeah. to try... Danny Zetterman has told us that a couple of his friends again, did yeah. it and they says they changed their lives yeah. for the positive. I don't I don't have any desire to do that. I don't know how you would fall asleep if it's always dark and you got to get your sleep. I mean, at some point you just you don't want to stay awake for four four straight days.
4: Yeah. No, you pr- you're, you probably come out. Very fatigued because your circadian rhythms are completely off. Having spent your what your circadian rhythms? The hell is that your natural body? Your body's natural oh, okay. tendency to fall asleep at certain times based on the sun. and When it's that's why when people go to Alaska and you get you know twenty four hours or whatever it's twenty three hours of darkness. I think you could go to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and catch some of that, can't you? <laughs> I'm sure you
0: can. Yeah, stays um,
4: stays light. You could go play golf until like twelve o'clock at night. Yes, which is great. But then when you try and go to sleep and you can't because it's you know light outside. That doesn't help the situation. I
0: I don't know how it would affect your sleep patterns. I can't imagine that it would help them that you're in complete darkness the whole
4: time. That's what I'm saying. I think you probably, if you can make it through the entire four days of darkness and then you leave, you're probably completely out of whack because, you know, your body's tendency to fall asleep. It takes its cues from sunlight and when it's dark outside. So that plays a role. So I think it's probably very, for for doing four hours or four days of nothing, I have to imagine you come out feeling much tired than you, more tired than you would expect. Yeah, I Based don't know.
0: On absolutely not. I don't know why you would want to do this. I,
4: yeah, but that, I, you know,
0: to each their own. It's not for me.
4: I wouldn't want to, and I certainly wouldn't want to at this stage with my kids at the age they are. If I was maybe if I was a little bit older, like you were my age, if I was your age, and my when kids my kids were all grown, you know, in college. So and you're suggesting if you I were might, me, you may do it. I might be more inclined. Why? And well, for I'm what just, reason? I have to look more into what I'm supposed to get out of this. What type of. Well, I think it's individual. I think I don't think there's a standard what you get out of it. I'm just saying I, if, if I might be more willing to do it if I if I didn't have to spend four days away from my kids, you know, for no reason. OK, so we can we can mark you down as a maybe when those kids are in college. They're in seventh grade now, so maybe six <clears throat> years from now. Good luck with that. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you'd like to discuss Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreats, do you know what I want to talk about coming up next? Despite
0: some in the building not thinking that it's appropriate, we're to talk about some baseball. We'll do that with Jesse Rogers next.